Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. God, I just thank you that you have no rival. God, I thank you that today as we stand here, Lord, as we worship you, God, as we come to you day by day, Lord, that you have no rival, that there is no one like you, that we don't come to you in the hope that maybe you can do it. But God, I just thank you that you have no rival. There is no one like you, God. And God, I just pray today for those that are feeling a little bit defeated, those that maybe are at home this morning who are sick, God, I just pray that, Lord, the revelation of that there is no one like you, that there is no equal to you, would just fill our hearts and our minds today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, just as we just, just in this moment, I just want to pray for those who are sick, that are struggling with something this morning. Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would bring a touch from heaven for that person right now in Jesus' name. Lord, whether it's a physical sickness or some block in their mind to really having a sense of your love for them, God, I just pray that you would smash through those walls of, that would want to separate us, Lord, from the love of God, from the, for, from the fullness of life that you have for us, God. I just pray that by your Spirit, you would touch those people right now in Jesus' name. Those that are sitting here in the room, Lord, those that are sitting at home watching online, Lord, I just pray for healing to flow in your body, Lord, today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We have an awesome, 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 awesome God. Amen? Amen. And can I grab the pulpit? Thanks, Rob. Praise God. I had not planned to, to go there this morning, but I just really believe that God wants to touch some people here in this place. I know that there is uh, there's quite a bit of sickness around at the moment. There's people that uh, are just feeling physically unwell right at the moment. And if that's you at home this morning, uh, we're with you. We are one body in Christ wherever we are. Amen? Amen. 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 Um, thank you, Lord. I'm going to find my notes. How about you turn to the person beside you, and if there's no one at home, you can just give a high five for Jesus because he's there with you. His spirit's with you. To give someone a high five for Jesus beside you there. It's great to have you here today. It's so good to be able to come together as the people of God. I wonder if there's anyone here um, and you've been driving, you've been driving along a road and you're just cruising along thinking, yep, doing well. And eventually you get to a point, you're driving and you're driving, you're driving, you're thinking, when are they going to tell me to turn? Um, I remember different times um, dropping off youth kids after youth or whatever, and we're just driving, and I'm like, so are we, are we turning yet? And they're like, oh no, it's way back there. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I thought you were directing me. It's like, oh, I thought you knew where you're going. You're just going a weird way. <laughs> Maybe you've been driving in Melbourne and you're with someone and, and you, you think they're going to direct you and you think they know where they're going. It, it gets a little bit confusing. But sometimes we need to ask questions. And this morning, I want to talk about some questions that I want to encourage you to ask. Um, I feel like I've been blessed in my life to have certain people in my life, to have certain events that have happened through my life that have caused me to have a habit of stopping and reflecting and asking questions. And I feel like it's been a, a blessing to my life that I've probably been become more and more aware of that not everyone 
does that naturally? And this morning, there's some questions I want to encourage you to ask as you go through life, as you read the Word of God, as, as you see things happen. There's some questions I want to encourage you to ask yourself that I believe will be a blessing to your life. To be honest, when we don't ask questions, we miss out. Like, if you're that youth kid sitting on the bus, actually, I could explain this about one of our own children, and you might be watching at home at the moment because you're not feeling so well, who was on the bus and didn't ask the bus driver to stop. <laughs> the bus just kept driving. <laughs> and uh, praise God, they, they found him eventually. But uh, if we don't ask questions, sometimes we miss out on our stop. <laughs> sometimes we miss out on things when we don't ask questions. And, you know, we, our, our faith becomes personal when we ask questions. If we never ask questions, even if we've grown up in a Christian home, if we don't ask the questions, we will never have a faith that is personal to us. I don't want to encourage you just to fake it till you make it. Ask the questions. Let's be not afraid of the questions. And questions can be scary. Questions sometimes can shake us. But God's not afraid of our questions. Amen? Today is Pentecost Sunday, and maybe for some of you, you're thinking, okay, cool, what's that mean? Wouldn't have a clue. Uh, Pentecost Sunday is a day that has really impacted God's church in a way that is unbelievably awesome. And we are a Pentecostal church because of the day of Pentecost. And we're going to read this morning together through Acts chapter 2. And we're going to hear about what the day of Pentecost is all about. So if you've got your Bibles there, I encourage you to open up Acts chapter 2, and we're going to read from verse 1. On the day of Pentecost, and we're going to come back to those questions afterwards in case you're wondering, you're talking about questions there, and now we're going to read. We're going to ask the questions in a second. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. I just want to pause and say, I wonder how a roaring windstorm sounds different when it's from heaven. Sometimes we read the scripture and we don't think about what it's saying. I try and think about, imagine, suddenly there was a, a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. So did it fill the outside as well or was it just inside the house? I, just, I have questions when I read the scripture. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages, or other tongues, and translations say it, as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are from, all from Galilee. And yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Alamites, people of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phyagra, Phylea, oh, I was gonna, oh, nearly got it. Phylea, Egypt and the area of Libya and around Cyrene, the visitors of Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. And we, we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you, 
fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. I just get confused by that statement. You're like, Peter, like, when is there ever a good time to be drunk? It's like, anyway. <laughs> Verse 16. Now, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. <laughs> I was just thinking, I've had more dreams lately. I'm like, does that make I'm getting old? I don't know. <laughs> just, just a, like to my doctor told me that the other day. He's like, you know, you're getting older. I'm like, what? I'm not even 40. Anyway. <clears throat> Verse 18, in those days I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike. They will prophesy and I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark. The moon will turn blood red before the great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And he goes on explaining the gospel and explaining who Jesus is and how he fulfilled the scriptures. There's three questions I want us to ask this morning about this passage. But three questions I want to encourage you to, to write them down and, and ask yourself these questions as you go through life, as you read the word of God through the week. Ask yourselves these questions. The first question is this. What just happened? What just happened? As you go through life, as, as stuff happens in life, I encourage you to stop and consider what actually just happened there and, and, and think about process things that happen in your life. Think about the things that happen. As you read through the scripture, what just happened here, God? How, what, how do I understand this? What happened? The second thing I want to encourage you to ask is, why did that just happen? Maybe you're doing something at home, you're doing some, some work on a, a project and, and uh, I remember one day I electrocuted myself. I hadn't planned to say this. <laughs> and I lay on the ground thinking for a little while, what just happened? <laughs> and then afterwards I, I, I was I, I'm applying these questions myself and I thought, why did that just happen? <laughs> I've learned from my mistakes. Ask these questions, it will bring wisdom to your life. And question number three, if you know what just happened and why, why it happened, how am I going to respond? I'm never going to do that thing again with that screwdriver I did on that project I was doing that day. <laughs> There's some questions that we can gain wisdom from if we will ask ourselves these questions as we read the Word of God and as we go through life. God, what just happened there? Maybe someone blows up, they react to something that happens in our life and we go, whoa, what just happened there? Don't just react, but say, God, why did that happen? And God, how can I respond in that situation next time? So question one, number one, looking at the book of Acts, what just happened here? We get a pretty crazy picture of flames of fire settling on people's heads, tongues of fire, and a mighty rushing wind from heaven filling the room. It's a, a crazy kind of picture, people speaking out in all these different languages. But I want to pause and look at the background of this passage for a moment and think about the fact that it starts off by saying this is on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were gathered together. The day of Pentecost, what is it? It's a Jewish festival. It was, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this right, um, Shavuot is the festival. 
The Feast of Weeks, 50 days after Passover, celebrating the first fruits of the harvest. Also celebrating when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, and, uh, which was believed to be the same day in Exodus 19. Interestingly, as, as God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, as God came upon the mountain, there was, there was fire and there was a thunder and there was, there was smoke. And then we hear on the, on the day of Pentecost, God comes upon his people and there's fire and there's wind and there's noise, there's a loud noise. Interesting how God has arranged the scripture and, and, and caused events to happen throughout time pointing to what he was going to do. And we know that Jesus was the true Passover lamb that was, that was sacrificed at Passover. And then here we have 50 days after Passover at the, at the Feast of Pentecost, as they're celebrating the first fruits, God sends his spirit. It's not heaven on earth yet. There's still plenty of things in this life. It's not like heaven, but we have the first fruits of his, of his presence here with us. There's many scriptures that we could look at about God's promise of sending the Holy Spirit. I just want to look at a couple of them briefly this morning. Ezekiel 36, talking about God going to give them a clean heart. He's going to make, sprinkle his water on them and make them clean. And he says in verse 26 of Ezekiel 36, And I'll give you a new heart, and I'll put a new spirit in you. I'll take out your stony hubby... Hubby... <laughs> You're, not your stony hubby. God's going to work on your hubby's heart too. But your wifey and your hubby. Sorry. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. This is what God had promised to his people. Flicking across to Joel chapter 2. Um, after Daniel, if there's anyone flicking, before Joel, there we are. That's uh, before Jonah. Uh, Joel chapter 2, verse 25. The Lord says, I'll give you back what you lost to the swarming locusts, the hopping locusts, the stripping locusts, the cutting locusts. It was I who sent this great destruction, destroying army against you. And I just want to point out, sin has stolen so much from us. The sin in our life has, 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 has robbed us of the things that God wants to bless us with. But then listen to what he says. He says in verse 26, Once again, you will have all the food you want, and you will praise the Lord your God, who does these miracles for you. Never again will my people be disgraced. Then you will know that I am among my people, Israel that I am the Lord your God and there is no other. Never again will my people be disgraced. Then after doing those things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. And he goes on to quote uh, the things that Peter says in... Oh, Peter goes on to quote what it says in Joel in, the, in Acts chapter 2. We could look at Numbers 11 where God sends the Spirit upon the 70 leaders of Israel and, and they all begin to speak out the words of God and prophesy. Uh, we could look at other passages about God promising His Spirit. But what did Jesus have to say about the Spirit of God coming? Let's flick over to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, just after Jesus' death and resurrection... And he'd spent the next 40 days with the disciples, teaching them and eating and drinking. And he says this in verse 4. 
Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. In other words, you know the promise, he's, he's going to send it. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Let's just look across to John chapter 14. Jesus talking again about the Holy Spirit. He says in verse 15, He says, if you love me, obey my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate or the comforter, the helper who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. This is Jesus speaking before his death and resurrection now. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And just skipping down to verse 25. He says, I am telling you these things now while I am still with you, but when the Father sends the Advocate, as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Throughout history, God has promised to, to redeem His people. From the beginning, God... When, after Adam and Eve sinned, God, God sacrificed the animal to clothe them and, and God has been working on His redemption plan ever since. He's done amazing things and come upon people powerfully by the Holy Spirit. It's come upon people through the Old Testament. They, they do. I think of Samson, who the Spirit of God came upon him and he had this amazing strength and different people through the Old Testament. God comes on them for a time and, and God does these things. But then God promised that His Spirit would come upon all people upon all who trust in Him. And then we see Jesus explaining that after He rises again, He says, in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He will fill you. He'll bring peace. He'll remind you of the things I have said. He will counsel you. He will lead you. He will guide you. And Jesus told the disciples that they would receive power to be His witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In other words, in, in Colac, in, in this region, in this state, in this, in this nation, and in this world for my glory. It's also interesting to note, there's so many interesting to note things we could go into today. I'm like, how many? I had to like cross out 15 of them. Um, Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel. You look at how when the, the, these people were so full of pride and, and arrogance and, and because of their sin, God came and confused their languages and they all couldn't understand each other and the people were divided and separated because of the, the, this confusion that happened at the Tower of Babel. 
But then we see here in Acts almost the opposite happening where we see God uniting his people, all these people that are from different nations and suddenly they're given this gift of the Holy Spirit and they're, they're speaking languages that actually interpret and understand each other and, and God unites his people instead of dividing them. So question number one again, what just happened? God sent the Holy Spirit. God did what he promised. God is faithful. He will do what he promised. And the Spirit has come. And we don't have to wait for the Spirit to come any longer. He is here. Jesus has gone to the Father and he promised that he would send the Spirit. And the Spirit is here and he will never leave us. Question number two, why did that happen? Really simply, because God loves you. Because God loves us and He wants us to know Him. He wants us to have relationship with Him on a daily basis, to know His presence with us, to, to have intimacy with Him. We don't pray to some distant God who doesn't want to have anything to do with, do anything to do with us. He wants us to, to know His presence with us every single day. He wants to lead us and counsel us and, and remind us of the things the Scripture says and the things that Jesus said. He's come to be with you. He wants you to know him. Why did, he, why did this happen? Second reason, to empower us to be his witnesses. Because he wants all the world to know his love for them. He wants every person on this planet to understand what he has done for them. Uh, 2 Peter 3 talks about how he doesn't want anyone to perish, but everyone to come to a knowledge of who he is. That's his desire, and he's chosen you and me and you at home and every person who can hear my voice right now. He has chosen you to be used to tell people about his love. But he's given you the fuel to go and do it. He's given you the power to go out and do it, to, to reach this world with his love. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to know Him. He wants you to understand the things of who He is. And He wants you to have the boldness to rise up and tell people about Him. You know, next weekend, I'm not sure if you've caught up on the news, but we've got some really exciting news about what's happening next weekend. We've talked about this for over 10 years, about the possibility of doing this. And next weekend, we are starting CFC Birigara. Christian Family Church, Birigara. Um, it, it starts next Sunday and I ask the same thing what's happening? it's starting, why? because the Holy Spirit has, has, has led us to do this He has prompted us for, for, as I said, over 10 years there's been promptings what about CFC Birigara? what about CFC Birigara? and why is it happening? because God has given Alan Leanne the, the boldness and the, and the courage by the Holy Spirit and they'd say only by the Holy Spirit to step out and trust Him to see this happen that someone might come to know Jesus Christ through this. And you know, I've had conversations with people over the last, over the last couple of months, you know, and as a team we've said, you know what, if we do this and, and no one comes, we've lost nothing. But if we do this and one person comes and someone comes to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, all of heaven will be rejoicing. And if we do this and two people come to know Jesus, or 10 people, or 20 people, or, you know, there's a thousand people live in the Birigar area, 200 families. And I think, God, what do you want to do? We've got nothing to lose, but God, give us the boldness and the courage to step out in faith. 
Uh, just this week, I went out to Birigara and caught up with Alan Leanne, and we, we went out and had a look. Have we got those photos? Sorry, we can uh, find them. Um, had a look at the, where we, we're going to be next Sunday um, via the live stream. There's Le- uh, Leanne greeting people as they come in, and uh, there's outside the building. We've got the one inside as well. And uh, those at CFC Birigara next week. Oh, there we are. Thanks for joining us. Um, they're going to be there next week at Birigara. With I know there's a few others that are going out there, and we've uh, they've letterbox dropped over over 100 homes. And uh, I've been out on Facebook, and uh, I went and actually grabbed a coffee out in Birigara before I caught up before I caught up with them uh, through the week, and, and just sat and did some work, working on my message for today. And and after I'd been working for a while, I. Um, just got chatting with the people running the cafe and just said, oh, actually, I'm, I'm out here because uh, I'm going to meet up with the people at the hall there because we're starting church services out here. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we saw a flyer about that. Yeah, yeah, here it is. And, and they said, oh, if you ever need a space to use, like if you've got groups meeting through the week or maybe you need some catering or anything, just give us a call. We, we, we closed through the first part of the week, but we'll open up if you need us. And, and uh, they're just so positive and enthusiastic. Um, we had a good chat. I didn't feel led to say, hey, you know what? You need Jesus. Can I pray for you right now to receive the Lord as your saviour? But God is at work. And I believe it's a process that people get curious. And I, I, I want to encourage you to join with me and pray that people will be curious to come and find out what's this CFC Birigara thing all about? Like we've already got... Pray that people would get curious. Something else I just want to share about for a moment is... Uh, you know, we're, we're empowered to be his witnesses. And, and in a couple of weeks, uh, six weeks' time, we're going to be having a, really a relaunch of missions here at CFC. We're going to have a, a special event re- looking at the mission fields that we support in other nations and other places where the gospel is going out. And we're praying for, we've been praying for for years, we've been sending finances for, for years to these places. And we want to come together again and look at what we are supporting, but also encourage you, if you're supporting some organization, maybe you're supporting SIM or, or, or some organization or some person you know, some missionary, some organization, bring information about those things. We want to share and celebrate what is happening around the world already and refocus on partnering with these people and places. Um, and there's some flies up on the back table there. Um, over the next six weeks, we want to encourage you to be praying also for those people, those places, and new opportunities. Because I actually think God wants us just not just to be satisfied, can I say not satisfied with what we currently do. I believe there's more people God wants to reach through us as His people. And uh, we're going to be by the power of the Holy Spirit, praying that God would lead us as his people to reach not just Colac, not just this region, not just this state, but the nations, wherever God leads us for his glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I encourage you to grab one of those flyers and uh, be praying with us and come along. So Sunday, the 24th of July, we're going to be meeting after the service at one o'clock to talk more about missions. If you want to come along, please do. Have you ever thought uh, you, you might think, Andrew, you're a pastor, you're not allowed to ask this question, but um, I'm going to ask this question anyway. Have you ever thought God messed up? That God just totally got it wrong about something? Maybe you, maybe you brought a person to church one Sunday and you're like, God, that was the wrong Sunday for them to come. Why'd you let Andrew preach that message today? It's like that message in tongues, that, that thing, it's just, God, what are you doing? Just being honest. Like maybe you've had this thought too, God, why did your plan have to be the way it is? And I sometimes I've, I've thought, and forgive me if you think I'm 
wrong in even asking this question, but God, why couldn't you have, like you, you came as a man to this earth, but I think, God, you're, you're God, you can do anything. Why, why don't you just physically turn up in all your glory and power in front of every single person who ever walks this earth so that people would just fall on their knees and worship and praise you and cry out and confess their sins that they would just have no opportunity but to know your glory and power. But I'm not God. and God has greater wisdom than me. I'm just being honest and God's not afraid of our questions. But when I think about the day of Pentecost, I think, God, why did you choose? And I want to point out, it was a choice. God, why did you choose to come and come like flames of fire settling on people's heads? Like, that's, that's weird, God. <laughs> why did you choose that? Why did you choose to come like a, a rushing wind? Why did you choose to make people speak in these strange languages? Seriously, why, why did you choose this God? Why would he choose to make people sound like they were drunk? It's like, God, you're putting people off. I'm just being honest. God, why did you choose this? But God is God and he has so much more wisdom than I have. And we have to come to that revelation. We have to come to that point when we have questions and we don't know the answers. We have to be able to live in the... The tension of God, I don't understand, but I'm going to trust you. I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, speaking particularly about the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. You've already got it on the screen, I'm not there yet. Um, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. As the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. So where does this leave the philosopher, the scholar, the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish. Since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom, he has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It is foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven, and it is foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strengths. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. If you ever feel insignificant or like you're not worthy, just read that passage and think, God has chosen me just because he loves me and wants the world to see that he can touch even me. And he chose, uh, sorry, what verse am I up to there? <laughs> and he chose the things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all. 
and use them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. God has united you with Christ Jesus for our benefit. God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy and freed us from sin. Therefore, as the scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. What happened? God sent the Holy Spirit. It was noisy. It was a little bit weird. It was a little bit chaotic. People spoke in other tongues. But most exciting of all is that people realized who Jesus is. They were empowered by the Spirit of God. They stood and preached, and thousands of people came to a knowledge of Jesus Christ that day and were baptized. Why did it happen? Because God chose to make it happen. Because He loves us, and He wants us to know His presence in our life. And finally, question number three as I come to a close how am I going to respond to this? How am I going to respond? You know, just as I came to him in faith for salvation, I have come in faith and I have asked God to fill me with his Holy Spirit, to baptize me, which means to immerse, to saturate me, to fill me, to empower me and to lead me by his Spirit. And I prayed it again even this morning because we need filling up day by day because we're holy, but not holy like him. We leak. <laughs> we need filling up each and every day. And we have received, we receive that gift by faith. We receive salvation by faith. We have received his gift of the Spirit by faith. And now we can pray wherever we go, wherever life leads us, whatever's happening in our lives. Whether I know what to pray or I have no clue what to pray, which I've got to say is half the time, or even more than the times I do not to pray. I can pray in this new heavenly language and, and, and just pour out my heart to God and know that the Spirit of God is interceding on my behalf. You know what? It seems like foolishness to the world. So I don't very often go around praying in woolies out loud in tongues or anything. I don't go and pray in tongues at the cafe out loud. I might pray un, under my breath sometimes or just be praying quietly. It seems like foolishness to the world. I'm not going to make myself look like a fool when I don't need to. Sometimes it happens anyway. <laughs> but as we call out to him, as we begin to pray in tongues, I almost immediately, as I begin to pray in tongues, I, ca I cannot be aware of his presence with me as I begin to just pray in tongues. As I, I, it's a choice to stop and pray in tongues. And as I begin to pray in tongues, I just begin to become aware of his presence. I just begin to be, be encouraged I begin to feel his, his peace come upon me, his joy come upon me, his courage come upon me. On the days when I feel overwhelmed and, and, and I begin to pray, I just suddenly feel like, God, this is you at work, not me. And, I, and, and life gets into perspective. I have thoughts come into my mind. I have ideas and, and people's names come into my mind at times. And I just begin to pray for that person. And, and, and God moves in my life as I pray, whether I pray in English, but praying in tongues in particular. I feel like God just speaks and ministers to me in a, in a, in a different and special way. And now I've just got to remind myself to stop and do it. Because let's be honest, it's a choice to stop and open the Word of God, isn't it? It's a choice to stop and, and pray with our understanding. It's a choice to stop and pray with the Spirit, in the power of the Spirit. 
And I, I want to make habits in my life that remind me to pray, to pray in the Spirit. And I think I've shared before, I've kind of set up patterns in my life where when I get in the shower in the morning, I, I just remind myself, okay, it's time to pray. And I just begin to pray in tongues and sometimes my brain wanders and you, you think about something else and you stop praying and you think about that thing you've got to do today. And then I think, no, I'm going to pray. And as I get in the car and as I drive, I want to begin to pray. And, and I want to encourage you to set patterns in your life to remind you to pray in the power of the Spirit. I want to finish with the words of the Apostle Paul and ask the team if they want to come. I read from the 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And Paul's speaking about the gifts of the Spirit and and. You know, they've got things a little bit confused in the church at that time, and he's kind of trying to bring some correction to some of those things. And Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 10. He says, There are many different languages in the world, and every language has meaning. But if I don't understand a language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it, and the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. And the same is true for you. Since you are so eager to have the special abilities the Spirit gives, seek those that will strengthen the whole church. So anyone who speaks in tongues should pray also for the ability to interpret what is being said. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I am saying. Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the Spirit and also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the Spirit and I will also sing in words I understand. For if I praise God all in the Spirit, how can those who don't understand you praise God along with you? How can they join you in giving thanks when they don't understand what you are saying? You will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you, but in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. Dear brothers and sisters, don't be childish in your understanding of these things. Be innocent as babies when it comes to evil, but be mature in understanding matters of this kind. It is written in the Scriptures, I will speak to my own people through strange languages and, even, and through the lips of foreigners. But even then, they will not listen to me, says the Lord. You know, the, there is a, a public message in tongues that is for the edification of the church. And there's to be an interpretation. And, and when someone speaks out a word of tongues and there's an interpretation, there's, a, there's an encouragement for the whole body of Christ. But as Paul says, you know what, on my own, I'd rather, I, I, I speak in tongues more than any of you. But in a church meeting, I'd rather speak words that people understand. So as I preach, I know I could stand up here and just pray in tongues and I'd be encouraged and build up and that'd be, that'd be lovely for me. But you'd be going, Andrew, can we, can we get on with this? There's a, there's a private praying in tongues prayer language that God wants to give His people that we can be built up and encouraged. And sometimes we use that prayer language as we're worshipping and we have times where we just kind of linger and allow people just to pray in tongues. But there's a public as well. But church, let's choose to use that gift which God has given to be built up and strengthened and encouraged in the Lord that we might be His witnesses. What happened? He sent the Spirit. Why did it happen? Because He loves you. Question number three, how are you going to respond? Church, I want to encourage us this morning to say, Lord, fill me again. Fill me again with your Spirit. Thank you for sending your Spirit. And God, I, I give myself to you. Lead me, guide me, fill me, empower me, use me as your witness on this earth. Have your way in me.
Can I invite you to stand today, church? And I just want to pray for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, we just thank you so much for your amazing love for us. And God, we, we just acknowledge that we sometimes don't understand the ways you move, the things you do. God, we, we look at the day of Pentecost and think, man, that was a crazy day. God, why, why have you chosen to do things in that way? But God, we thank you for your love for us, for your wisdom that is so much greater than ours. God, we thank you for the gifts of your Spirit that you have poured out for us, for our encouragement and to strengthen us and to equip us as your people. And God, I just pray for us as your church right now that you would open our hearts, you would open our minds to, to allow you to come and do in us. Help us to receive, Lord, what you have done for us. I just want to encourage you, church, right now. If you, if you know you've received that gift of the Holy Spirit and, and spoken in other tongues for your edification, I just want to encourage you just to do that right now. Thank you, Lord. Might seem like foolishness to the world, but we thank you, God, for the gift of your Spirit that we can pray and know that you are interceding on our behalf when we don't have a clue what to pray. You are the one who knows what your Spirit is saying through us, Lord. God, remind us to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Remind us to pray. Remind us, Lord, day by day to allow this gift that you have given us to bless our lives, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. And today, if you've never understood, you've never kind of used this gift that God has poured out for us to, to have, if you know Jesus as your Savior, the Holy Spirit is always already, He has done His work in you by the Holy Spirit. And His Spirit is with you and in you right now. And I just encourage you just to, just to begin to pray and, and have faith for Him to, to bless you with this gift and be encouraged to be built up and strengthened in Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Just as we finish with this song, I just want to encourage you. Maybe you want to sing along with the song. Maybe you just want to continue just to pray in tongues. Maybe you just want to pray and say, God, just fill me afresh this morning. Just reach out to Him and say, God, fill me afresh. I am yours. Have your way in me. If you'd like someone to pray for you, maybe you feel like you haven't received that gift yet and maybe you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ today and say, God, I'm giving you my life today. Maybe you want to come forward and have someone pray with you. You can do that too. But we're going to stand and we're going to, you're already standing, we're going to sing this song. I just want to encourage you just to pray, just to sing, just to surrender to Him again this morning. To turn to His love. Turn to His love and say, thank you, Jesus, for what you have done for me. Thanks, team. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I'm gonna go